if you accept it and you don't fear it, the, the, you'll see that the panic attacks will get shorter and shorter. And I tell everyone, you're not going to die. That's another thing. That's another myth. That I guess that'll be the third myth is you're not going to die. That's one of the things that makes the anxiety worse is that you feel like you need to go to the hospital or something's happening to your body. Um, and so just kind of accepting it and letting it be like kind of like riding the anxiety. Uh, a panic attack normally lasts 15 minutes, 10 minutes. So it's not going to last longer than that if unless you're, you know, kind of just not accepting it and fearing it and fearing it, then they can last longer. But usually it takes about 10, 15 minutes. So just kind of accepting it and just tell yourself, you know, this is just a panic attack. It's only going to last 10 minutes. And you'll see that they'll, they'll, you know, become shorter and shorter. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode. I wanted to bring in a doctor to kind of talk about anxiety. Um, I know that I've gotten a lot of requests uh, from highly sensitive people uh, dealing with panic attacks, you know, panic disorder, um, and just daily, everyday generalized anxiety. Uh, this doctor is Dr. Lisa Cortex. She's also known as the anxiety doctor. She's going to speak about her own uh, personal uh, battle with anxiety and then how she kind of got over it, but also some of the things that she uses with her clients. It's going to be a very interesting episode. With that said, let's get started. Hey guys, this is Raj Montaj from the On Call Empath. Uh, I'm very excited for my next guest. I know you, a lot of you highly sensitive people and empaths have been, you know, uh, reaching out to me about anxiety. So I decided to reach out to a doctor by the name of Dr. Lisa Cortez, who's known as the anxiety doctor. She's a um, psychotherapist, life coach, uh, motivational speaker. She has a master's in science and rehabilitation counseling, PhD in psychology, and uh, uh, been in the mental health field for almost 20 years and specializes in anxiety. Um, So Dr. Lisa, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm I'm so glad to finally get you on. I I have so many things to ask you, and I know a lot of my um, you know, listeners out there are definitely interested in what you have to say. Um, you're a tea drinker. I I, I see. Also, how, how how's that? What's your favorite tea? So my favorite tea is uh, chamomile and echinacea. Actually, echinacea uh, by itself with lemon. But um, chamomile with lavender is one of my favorite teas because it's soothing, it helps anxiety, it helps you sleep. So yeah, those are my two favorite teas. Awesome. Yeah, I kind of just got in the uh, tea game a while ago and the chamomile kind of helps me with the sleep, but we'll go more into that definitely. And I'm interested in how that kind of helps with anxiety. Sure. just to kind of dig right in, I mean, you have a pretty unique story. You've been through anxiety yourself, and uh, you're dedicating yes. your life to kind of helping your clients. Uh, 
I'd love to hear your side of the story and how you kind of got out of the whole uh, anxiety thing. So I had my very first panic attack when I was 18 years old. My parents dropped me off uh, in college, uh, four and a half hours away from home. And I had a full-blown panic attack, didn't know what it was. Luckily, it only lasted 15 minutes, but it felt like five hours. Um, and then after that, I was fine. Three, three years later, uh, I got my second panic attack, went to therapy, decided to um, further my education and become a therapist to help other people because I never wanted anyone to feel the way I felt when I was uh, 18 years old. So that's my story. That's how I got that's into uh, being the anxiety doctor. And my passion is to to just help as many people as possible. Right. And just to kind of put a quick disclaimer to all the listeners out there, if you are having any type of medical issues, um, definitely see your doctor. This um, this is not to treat anything or, you know, so I just want to let everyone know that. So before we move forward, before I forget, yes. so just want to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, as you know, we have a lot of empaths, trauma victims that are tuning into this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that, uh, one of the traits that I hear, even for myself, I mean, we tend to get over um, stimulated quickly around our environments. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't know if you want to call that anxiety, but we're always hypervigilant. We don't like loud noises. We don't like crowds. Um, and so I wanted to ask you on that, like, what can you kind of talk about as far as somebody who's already kind of, you know, on edge, especially a trauma victim or like a highly sensitive person who has to actually get ready before they leave the house or they're always making plans um, just to make sure. Um, and they're always in a height sense of anxiety all the time. Um, what would you kind of uh, say to that to somebody who's kind of highly strung all the time? So um, I always tell everyone anxiety is a normal emotion. Everyone experiences some sort of anxiety, um, nerves or, you know, but it's when it affects us completely when we have to, you know, we have to kind of uh, plan ahead to go anywhere. Um, People with trauma too, a lot of times with, um, with trauma victims, they tend to um, not, or one of their uh, coping mechanisms is just not thinking about the trauma. Um, and sometimes that helps you for a few years, but sometimes that uh, comes and bites you in the butt with uh, feelings of anxiety. And so people that are empathetic uh, and empaths and just um, very, very uh, sensitive, we tend to um absorb everyone's uh, anxiety, especially right now with what's, you know, the way the world is right now. Uh, Normal people, people with, you know, I think empaths are normal people, but we have this unique ability to sense other people's emotions. But, you know, anyone can feel anxiety right now with how the world is is right now and the the pandemic. so empaths, it's just a little bit more, um, you know, they feel anxiety a little bit more. Yeah. Yes. And that's a good point. And I just want to kind of switch gears to like triggers as well. I know 
for some people, like bridges, airplanes, hospitals, um, large crowds. I know for myself, I mean, I used to be pretty much on edge, um, especially when I uh, was working in a city. I lived in downtown Chicago, downtown San Diego, um, you know, Phoenix. So I've been in a large cities. Um, At first, I was fine. But then, you know, after a while, getting up, going on the subway, the loud, loud sounds and being shoulder to shoulder with people, um, I started developing, you know, anxiety um, based on my work and my stress at my job and working long hours. Um, so what is one way to deal with this, especially with so much uh, stimulus? Can you um, kind of give us some uh, some feedback on somebody who's maybe dealing with a lot of stuff from home or maybe work? Uh, what are some things to kind of de-stress in, in, that you recommend for your clients? So the number one thing that I teach all of my clients is to not fear anxiety. A lot of times just thinking of anxiety, just thinking of, oh, last time that I was, you know, riding the subway, I was super fearful. Um, That kind of plants a little seed in your head. And, you know, it just becomes this snowball effect of fearing anxiety, which turns to anxiety. Um, And so just learning how to not fear anxiety. I know I always say it's easier said than done. Uh, but learning how to not fear anxiety and then taking uh, breaks um, as far as, you know, during the day, if you are really stressed out, meditation is one of the things that I teach all of my clients to learn how to meditate to um, manage your stress level. Yes, there's quite a few ways. I mean, to de-stress for me, it's exercise or journaling, but uh, it depends on the person, you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat. I know a lot of the empaths and highly sensitive people that are listening right now, you know, uh, definitely try to de-stress and and anxiety is normal, like you said, but when it gets to a point when it's out of hand and it's uh, taking over your life, and that's where uh, you definitely need to reach out to a therapist or get help. So um, one thing I wanted to ask you, and I know this is on the minds of a lot of my listeners, um, and this is a question that keeps coming up, um, is there a cure? So um, I always tell everyone to not think I want to get rid of my anxiety completely. Like I said, anxiety is a normal emotion. If you're thinking that way, then you're always going to be worried about ever feeling, you know, when you get nervous, when you get anxious, since anxiety is a normal emotion, um, it can't be completely, you know, you can't just, I'm never going to feel anxious again, but anxiety disorder can be cured um, through learning how to retrain your brain. Um, it's it's one of the easiest things to treat without medication, um, but it's so easy to go to your doctor and just get that, you know, tiny pill called Xanax and, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not, uh, yeah, yeah. Speaking on on benzos, um, and I know this is a very sens- sensitive subject for a lot of my listeners. Um, it can be very hard to get off of ben- benzos out there. Um, you got the clonopins, the Xanax, and all that kind of good stuff. But long term, it—I mean, I don't know if it's harmful or you know what what kind of unwanted side effects. Um, I don't know if that's, you know, some people look at that as the only option, but from what you said and looking at some of the content that you're putting, um, it seems like there's definitely other ways. I mean, I know you mentioned like, you know, even a brisk walk, drinking tea, 
you know, uh, exercising, journaling, what are some things that you can recommend and, and, uh, what do you think about all these, these dangerous drugs that we're putting in our bodies? I always tell people if you're already, when the patients come in to see me, if they're already taking medication, our goal is to get off. Um, so I never tell them, you know, get off now, um, you know, that, (laughs) But and sometimes people need it. Sometimes people need it to um, start believing that they're going to get better. It's really hard if you have panic attacks every day to even believe me. They come in and you know it's it's hard to believe someone that's telling you you're going to be able to be yourself again. You don't you know have to be on medication. So, um, but the side effects are, you know, a lot worse than just, you know, Prozac and other medications. Uh, the benzos are, can be addicting, um, and your body can become dependent, which means that, you know, you're taking 0.25 milligrams, you know, in a few months, you might need to start taking more. And so the body can become dependent. And that's the thing that I'm, you know, totally against (laughs) Yes, that's a very good point. And, you know, I I was just like doing some research on my end. I mean, I don't know how much the brain changes or they've been linked Alzheimer's and all this kind of stuff that you read online. And I know you're not supposed to read all of that. And so there's a lot of a lot of myths and things out there. Um, But while we're on that subject, I mean, in your opinion, what are the three top common myths about anxiety as a whole that that you would like? to kind of debunk in front of all the uh, audience right now? Like, I know there's so much out there. What are the three main, like, misconceptions or myths that, that you feel that um, that you can debunk? So the number one thing is that you need medication. That's one thing that I tell everyone. It's Anxiety is the easiest thing to treat without medication. Um, it's a lot different than depression. Sometimes with depression, it's a... Um, chemical imbalance. So that's a little harder to treat without medication. But that's one of the myths that I try to tell everyone that with anxiety, it's very easy to treat without medication. Um, Another thing is that, you know, you you want that you're going to get rid of it completely and that you're never going to be anxious. Um, and like I said earlier, that's not true. Anxiety is a normal emotion. It's just like if someone with depression would come to me and I would tell them, you're never going to be sad again a day in your life. You know, that's that's not true. It's a normal emotion. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's, it's only when we start to fight it off, I, I've noticed, it comes on that much stronger. Yeah. So one of the things that actually helped me personally was like try to make it worse or just try to amplify it and, you know, just try to just embrace it for what it is. Um, yeah. and then it, there, the, it peaks off like the, like, especially during a panic attack, it goes to a highest point and then it kind of drops off. And so I noticed that pattern over, over time, like every time I got a panic attack, I would kind of journal and I would be like, wait a minute. So th- this gets intense for about five minutes and then it just, you go back down to baseline. So that's how my body thing works. Like that's what I've noticed with me. So once I figure that out, when I get anxiety, let's say I'm in a, going on a plane or, or something uh, like a hospital or something, I know that there are certain things I can do on the spot 
um, that could kind of help me reduce. And I know that you've described a couple, especially on, on your Instagram and things like that, which is very helpful. So I would definitely recommend people looking into that. Um, but what is your take on reducing anxiety right on the spot? I know that there's some things called tapping, uh, breathing, refocusing, and just grounding. Do you do you incorporate any of that in your in your practice? I, I teach grounding and and tapping. Um, of course, one of the first things that I that I uh, teach also, as far as not fearing it, is just kind of accepting it. And if you accept it and you don't fear it, the the you'll see that the panic attacks will get shorter and shorter. And I tell everyone, you're not going to die. That's another thing. That's another <laughs> myth. That I guess that'll be the third myth is you're not going to die. That's one of the things that makes the anxiety worse is that you feel like you need to go to the hospital or something's happening to your body. Um, and so just kind of accepting it. And letting it, like, kind of like riding the anxiety. Um, a panic attack normally lasts 15 minutes, 10 minutes. So it's not going to last longer than that. If, unless you're, you know, kind of just not accepting it and fearing it and fearing it, then it can last longer. But usually it takes about 10, 15 minutes. So just kind of accepting it and just tell yourself, you know, this is just a panic attack. It's only going to last 10 minutes. And you'll see that they'll, they'll, you know, become shorter and shorter. Now, one thing um, I just kind of wanted to leave for the end is I know that a lot of empaths and HSPs, we have to be very cognizant yeah. of what we put in our body. Um, I mean, I mean, for yeah. me, coffee is a trigger. Like I know if I drink like a cup of coffee, even if it's decaf, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like, you know, yeah. in my head. But when I drink certain caffeine products, I will actually start to feel jittery and get, and it might lead to, you know, a panic attack. Yeah. But uh, I've known to just take all of the, you know, those diet sodas and all that yeah. out of my diet. But I also know diet is a huge yeah. thing for me. Um, I know supplementation kind of helps also, you know, magnesium, all these things that we can incorporate, like a tea, right? You, you don't drink coffee at all? At all. No, I don't. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a true believer that it can trigger anxiety. I'm caffeine sensitive because of my anxiety. And so I try to tell everyone, stay away from caffeine. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then I, I have a list also of foods. If anyone's interested, they can contact me on Instagram. But I have a list of foods that you should avoid and then a list of foods that actually help um, you feel better as far as with anxiety. That's the main thing for me. Like I think f most of my anxiety went away when I changed my diet and I just started incorporating certain things. I also know that if I don't get enough sleep of eight hours, if I get less than eight hours, I'm more prone to anxiety. Yeah. And I know for a fact when I wake yeah. up in the morning, if if I'm a little sleep deprived, I better be careful because if I put an ounce of caffeine, I'm going to get hit probably yeah. <laughs> in a few hours. And yeah. um, and the thing is, I can't, I can't take a nap yeah. either because my brain is going and I have to kind of wait till the next, you know, that evening so I can fall asleep and, and gain that rest back. But how important is sleep in your opinion, as far as just not just regulation of your whole body, but just anxiety? Like, how does that kind of tie into everything? 
So with sleep, it not only affects anxiety, I tell everyone it affects anxiety, it can make you feel more anxious in the morning, but it affects all emotions. Think about it. When you when you lose a sleep because you couldn't sleep, you're tossing and turning at night, you wake up and you're more irritable, you're frustrated, it's easier mm-hmm. for you to get angry. And so that just kind of, you know, makes all your emotions a little bit more um, you know, on just you need to sleep. <laughs> sleep is very important. I have a friend that's a yoga teacher and um, she swears by yoga saying that most of the people that have anxiety that even just try it um, has helped. I'm not saying it's like a, you know, hundred percent for everyone. Everyone's different, but I did try it myself and I got to admit like any type of movement um, when you're, especially with yoga and meditation and, you know, you're, that kind of curbs, um, your stress levels, I feel, but, you know, it just, it really depends on the individual, correct? Like not one thing might work yeah. for one person. Just kind of finding, you know, what's right for you, but yeah, yoga, meditation, meditation, just even if you're, you don't have anxiety, it just changes your world. It's, it's amazing. Um, it's, it's incredible. It changed my life 17 years ago. I meditate every day. And it's, it's incredible. Just, I mean, as far as like the worst severe case that you've come across in all of your practice, um, have you had somebody who's just, you know, to the point where they, their anxiety is so high, their agoraphobia, and then they can't leave, they can't function, just constantly getting panic, it was multiple panic attacks a day. Is that something that needs to be inpatient or where they have to be checked in or? Um, no. So, so the way I've, I've had a few like that, you know, I meet them the, the first time and they're super anxious mm-hmm. to be there. They don't like to be. And so I try to accommodate them. Usually I'll recommend uh, telemedicine even before mm-hmm. the pandemic. Um, you know, but I'll tell them, you know, we're only going to do this maybe three weeks. And then, you know, as in, in the three weeks, incorporate all these, you know, meditation, all this, and just empowering them to is very, very powerful. And so we do three sessions. And then at the fourth session, I try to get them in and they feel a little better. And then um, once they're doing better, just exposure therapy, I tell them to go to, you know, a store, just baby steps and they're they're fine the the people that usually don't get better uh within 6 weeks is what i see um in my practice are people that are um having a hormone imbalance that can cause anxiety um but you know i just recommend them go see a medical doctor and they get their hormones out of yeah uh, under control and then they're better but yeah, I've never had anyone that has not gotten better. Um, but, you know, of course, uh, some of my therapist friends tell tell me, you know, it's easy for you to say that you're the expert in, in anxiety. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, that, that makes sense. And I mean, you definitely have some really good content on Instagram. So if you guys uh, check out the, you know, uh, anxiety doctor on Instagram. There's a lot of great content and video that you can, um, especially if you're going through anxiety, the HSPs and the empaths. Before we leave here, um, Dr. Lisa, I just want to 
ask you one thing, if you can leave just as a whole, anyone that's listening as far as the pandemic, all of our anxieties and worries are are very high right now around the world. What is one thing that you can kind of leave us with um, that you'd like to share with the with the listeners? To always take care of your brain health. Um, our brain is very, very important, just like any other organ. Um, just the way you drink water for your kidneys and you try to eat healthy for your heart. Always take care of your brain. Um, another thing is we control our brain. We control what we what we um, our thoughts. Uh, don't let anxiety control you because um, we have control over it. And it's powerful when you know that. Very good information. Um, where can we find you on social media? Do you want to just give a shout out to your web? Do you have a website or? I do have a website. Um, it's uh, drlisacortez.com um, or theanxietydoctor.com. It's, it's, I have both um, to the same uh, website. Um, and my handles are at theanxietydoctor, that's DR at the end. Um, and yeah, I try to, you know, I tell everyone, if you look through all my videos, you, it's basically therapy and you don't have to go to a therapist, <laughs> even though it's important to go to a therapist. I'm not saying don't, but <laughs> right. yes, it's all in one spot. So you guys check her out. She's very good at what she does. And that's why I kind of reached out to you. I was looking at your Instagram. I'm like, wow, if I had this, I, it would have saved me thousands of dollars in seeing yeah. therapists all this time. <laughs> yeah. So Yes, thank you so much for being on this uh, this episode. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to kind of uh, enlighten us all. Thank you for having me. Yes, no problem. Well, there you guys have it. You heard it from the anxiety doctor herself. With that said, if you can uh, please leave me a review on Apple iTunes. It always helps me out, bring more people like uh, Dr. Lisa on the show. Uh, and then with that said, we are out. You're listening to the On Call Impact.